Heidi. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. I think we start out or are eternally our best true selves, not that we become that as we grow. The idea is more that when we come to earth we are our best highest self, but then we are programmed and conditioned to fit in. When we try to fit in and jam ourselves into other people's ideas of how we should be and stifle our true being, we suffer, and the suffering can become unbearable. That's why it's so important to me that people are seen and heard for who they truly are. The suffering should be avoidable. Today's hero is our friend Chelsea Nenny. She is actively trying to change the way we perceive health and wellness. Not enough people are focusing on the entire human experience as part of the wellness journey, but she is. Here she shares her journey in mental, physical, and spiritual health, which are all totally connected. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Chelsea Nenny. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but this is a hero's podcast and you are a hero and that's why you're on it. And uh, I think a lot of people or some of the people that listen to this um are into paranormal stuff and supernatural stuff um, and then just whatever. But uh, one thing that I really like to do on this podcast with our heroes is um, talk about, I guess it sounds silly, but like ways to improve your life, which I think is heroic. And uh, I I saw you at the lake. We Mm -hmm. so, so coincidentally, so, um, luckily ran into each other and got to talk and um got to talk about what you're doing and I think it's so cool and I would love for you to tell everyone who you are and what you're doing I'm gonna do it okay (laughs) uh that was very cosmic that we ran into each other and I'm not surprised yeah because yeah it was supposed to happen uh I, okay, so my name is Chelsea, and hi, hi and I'm uh, the one part, well, there's lots of parts, we're yeah. all dynamic people, so the way we knew each other initially, of course, is because of um, music, because I yes. play in a band called Late Slip, and I actually used to work at Amoeba with Larry yeah. from Death Valley Girls, and <laughs> um, we are bracelet friends, you and I, we make Bo up. today, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I have an Etsy shop, Rock and Resistance, whatever. Yeah. But I've yeah. worn one of your bracelets for what, like four years or something. It's so beautiful. Whenever I see it, like in a little picture, I'm like, oh, there's Iggy. There's yeah. Anita. Like, you know, it makes me so happy. So we have lots of little special cosmic connections. But uh, on the other side of whatever I, I choose to offer this world, I um, uh, I hesitate to use the word wellness because it's such like a strange buzzword right now, but I'm very into finding ways to help people heal themselves. That's so help people like, uh, allow their bodies to work for them and work with them. And so like 10 years, actually 10 years ago this year, I became a yoga teacher and that was something I felt very strongly about. Um, and two years ago, I started pursuing a degree in nutritional sciences. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Which is scary because I started it. I like turned 35 and was like, all right, going back to college, <laughs> which is like so hardcore. And I had been thinking about it for 10 years. There's like a 10 year gestation period sometimes, you know, with yeah. like ideas coming to reality. But uh it's interesting because each of the things I've chosen to study, uh, it was because it was something that helped me out of bad stuff in my life. And I wanted to like pay it back and share that. So like yoga, I became a yoga teacher because I had scoliosis when I was a kid and I had back surgery when I was 16 and, uh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like turned 16 and then 10 days later, they like, we're like, here, you have a magic rod and you're fine now. Oh my God. Yeah. And the day before the surgery, they're like, LOL, you could become paralyzed. <laughs> Why? I was like, oh, thank you for that. Wow. I didn't, thank goodness. It was yeah. a model surgery, but that, uh, it Trajectory. was equal points. Yeah. Traumatic. Yeah. It's physically, it's like, it's truly like a spinal fusion or any kind of major 
surgery like that is considered physical trauma because it is totally. But then it also changed my life for the better because it's given me the ability to not live in pain every single day, which is what was happening before. But, uh, yoga stemmed from me finding ways to make my back strong and healthy and stretched throughout the year. So I could, cause the rod's still in there. Wow. Like it exists in my back forever and which is cool, but being able to stretch and find space through yoga was, was useful, but more than that, the, uh, mental space that yeah. I received from it and a, and a place to feel calm and safe, even just for an hour, uh, was really, really meaningful and useful to me. So I chose then to, was it, Oh God, 10 years later, I think actually <laughs> <laughs> literally I had been practicing for 10 years, <laughs> surprise, surprise, and decided to, yeah, learn to teach, but the, and it's all connected, right? The reason that nutritional sciences is in my life is as a result of the physical trauma of the spinal fusion. Um, it's very common for folks who do, uh, undergo something like that to then develop an addiction. It's like a very triggering thing. So a lot of kids, really teenagers who, who have this surgery end up becoming either alcoholics, having a drug problem or eating disorders. And I was like prime ready to go type for anorexia. Unfortunately, I could laugh at myself because like you have to have a little bit of levity to deal, but yeah, you know, coming from someone who's like a people pleaser and perfectionist seeking and first child and, you know, right. performer, all those things. Right. Yeah. All well, this physical trauma essentially triggered that. Right. I mean, I think that probably a piece of that is that, and I'm, I'm can only speak obviously to what happens in the country I'm from, but it seems like when you go through something like that, that seems to be in the medical field labeled as like a body thing or whatever, like a, um, like an injury to your body. They, I don't feel like they probably help you deal with it emotionally or mentally, which is just as important. It's like you said, just as traumatic for your body as it is for your mind to go through all that. And then to just imagine that once your back is fixed, everything goes away. It's just like such a, I, I mean, I think of it as an American thing because I'm, I'm from here and it seems like yeah. that's just, we just uh, fix, you know, we fix things and fix symptoms and fix right. problems, but we don't learn how to deal with it um, and, and fix it or heal it on our yeah. own. And so, yeah, it's so cool that I think it's so cool. Anyone that um, finds a way to heal or work with themselves and then wants to help others. Um, that's so cool. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm Thanks, proud of you for, you know, where you are now, but Thank keep you. talking about it. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think honestly, Bonnie, I've never thought about it that way. That, I'm really glad that you stopped to say that because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah, I had a model surgery. They used my x-ray as like an example in, in like conferences. Cause it was so good. You know That's what I mean? A, like my back skeleton. was really straight. Yeah. yeah. My skelly was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cute skelly. No, I mean, but yeah, I, yeah. They didn't sorry. address the other shit. And yeah. that's like, so, so exactly. Like, I mean, it's a, okay. That's why I'm in this field. Okay. This is exactly why I'm choosing to approach nutritional science because I think in any scientific field, like I just, I think that like you're saying in my opinion, oh, and I'm choosing to say that I am non-medical professional. Anything I say that's science related not yet, like, as right? a student, not yet, but you're yeah, like I, I'm working on it. Well, I just yeah. like, I just think it's all very interesting to me. And that's choose why I'm choosing to study it. But anyone who's listening, if you're like taking notes, like not Dr. Chelsea yet. <laughs> yeah. Also, but, yeah, that, that, uh, that idea that we're not professionals, um, applies to all podcasts before yes. all podcasts after. So She's just, like, <laughs> so you guys, yeah. like, if you took notes earlier, like, please like yeah. just look at those notes and see them as like suggestions. Not yeah. That. This is all, this is, uh, <laughs> for entertainment only, but I, yeah, it's for I, learning for all yeah, of us. Yeah. I would like to just, um, 
say one thing. I, yes. I know you're about to talk about um, your path to nutrition sure. and no, helping, but I really feel like something that blows my mind. And I think why this is a topic that keeps coming up. I just want like, cause I'm like, Oh, people are here for music or paranormal yes. shit or whatever. I don't know, but the, and heroes, but the, a, a reason why I'm super obsessed with this um, topic is first of all, is that I think like there's three reasons why nutrition there's three things about it that are really a big part of it is like one is access to foods obviously is yes. not everyone has that. Um, the other one is like education on nutrition. Like mm-hmm. they don't do that. And then education on mental health and everything else. And I think the fact that those three things, um, I don't know, like are so hard, I guess it's just like you go to school you know, you're forced to go to school and they say you're going to school to fit in with society or whatever, high school and everything. And, but they don't teach you how to take care of your body. No, or your mind or or your your mind. Exactly. They teach you how to, yeah. Like how to sit in a chair for like eight hours, (laughs) learn some shit and then go home and do work about it. And it's like, there isn't really a point, at least here, I don't know how it is everywhere, but where they're like, Hey, if you feel like weird or whatever, like exercise or, Hey, you're, you know, just, there's nothing taught about how to keep your body going in a healthy way at mm. all. Um, and I think that that's really weird, it's, you know, it's, like it seems counterproductive. Well, it seems counterproductive and I don't know, like, I, I wonder, I'm hoping that like, I don't know. I'm going to be 37. So like when I was in school, that just, that shit didn't come up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like didn't come up. We didn't talk about it at school. And I, I feel like the generation now, they might have a better chance. I feel like people are finally starting to address mental health. They're finally starting to talk about stuff. Well, depends on people, where you live in the country. Yeah. Right? If you're allowed to talk about stuff at school. I think people everyone. also now, kids now are just like, you guys don't teach shit. I got to learn it on my own. Yeah. They're so woke. Honestly, these teenagers, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're just like, I'm going to be the way I am and I'm going to figure out how to do it outside of these institutions that are ridiculous. But yeah, I I think, I mean, obviously I haven't been in school in a while. I feel like maybe Michelle Obama did some thing about that. And I think that that's cool, but I think it should just, I just don't understand why. I was looking up all these like statistics before we got on the phone of like, um, or not the phone, whatever this is. It's but, totally the phone, um, <laughs> the computer phone. <laughs> yeah. About um, like, you know, like early death uh, and causes of like premature death and stuff like that. And it's all, it's all a lot of different things, obviously, yes, but around the world, um, the biggest one is heart disease. And it's because of when you look it up, I didn't make it up. It's because of not putting the right things in your body and also putting the wrong things in your body. And like, I think those things are caused by not learning how to deal with feelings and not being allowed to deal with feelings Mm -hmm. and being told to deal with almost everything but your feelings. And I think that that also relates to why like having an injury or something like that could cause an addiction of some sort, which is it's so interesting. No, because happened. it's, it's all that dude, you're a baby genius. Honestly, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, because listen, like it's a combination of, and this is what I'm learning. And this is what I aspire to, to do Yeah, is to find a way to like communicate with lots of different types of populations, lots of different environments so that people can receive the information about nutrition, about how to like eat. And it's not just about the food, right? It's about like, yeah, eating well, you know, moving your body in a way that feels good to you, like making sure you get to drink water instead of just like coffee or, or soda or whatever it is like, and not in a place of judgment, like that you're good. If you do this, you're bad. If you do this, you know, like that's a huge problem. I think with nutrition education is it, is it used to be at least like very judgmental. And a yeah. lot of folks, like you're saying, don't have access. There's people who live in food deserts who, who cannot access like just a regular grocery store. They don't have access to fresh fruit or veggies, or that's not in their like 
cultural identity of like how they eat, you know, like, and it's, so it's very complex in terms of like making sure folks like have information that that information is relevant to them, that it's respectful and the way it's delivered, that you're not like um, just like waltzing in there and deciding like, okay, you're going to eat kale now. And they're like, I don't want that. It's gross. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but you stopped eating. <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting that it's not only just like the lack of like people having access to the information maybe, or it being socially acceptable in their family or in their peer group or whatever to eat a certain way, but also hello, we're being sold. We're being sold the stuff that makes us sick. Yeah. That's it's like, it's just, it's like they're selling the yucky food that tastes good in the moment. And then makes you feel your tummy hurt later. And you're not sure why, or yeah. they're like, and this is what makes me so crazy is the more I learn. And I, I have a, I personally have a real problem with like, people being judgmental about people's size, like when the words obesity epidemic, like make you want to like fucking vomit. Like it's so, yeah. I just think it's so rude. Cause it's so judgmental. Like a lot of yeah. folks are not, uh, at a larger body because they chose that path for themselves. They're like yeah. eating what you've sold them. They're eating the quantities that are provided back in the fifties and sixties. Like they used to offer less food in a serving size at a restaurant than they do now. So it's yeah. not people's. So it's like people are just following the trends of what's provided to them. They're buying the food that's at the store. They're eating the food at the restaurant with the ingredients that it's being made. And then you're judging them yeah. for, for having a larger body or like whatever. Yeah. And it, or like they don't have time or money to buy like fresh, healthy food or they don't have the access or the ability, you know, to like take care of their children by themselves yeah. and go to the gym. Well, like totally. it just makes me yeah. so angry. No, it's just I, so, I mean, totally. Right? I'm from yes. Los Angeles. I yeah. only lived in Los Angeles and New York and I had no idea when we went to Europe mm -hmm. and they gave us like food and it was the right portion. I was like, what, where's the food? Like, where's the extra food? Yeah, that I was I can't, just like, Wait. I'm not hungry for it, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Cause I, I paid for it or I don't want to be I rude. Mean, or... they, it's a third <laughs> of the size of the food we get. Like that's bananas. And, um, and it's like, Oh, how come they can eat like all of these crazy rich foods and not have the same health issues. And it's because you can, like quantity is a really huge part of um, mm. overall health, obviously. And like, even as a person from Los Angeles, the place that is not a food desert and is seems like a healthy ish place is right. like, I had no idea until like, I think we went there like six years ago. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like until mm -hmm. really late in life, I was like, wow, we get so much food here. Um, so I think it, it is like, educating people on what is like what it's supposed to look like what is a plate supposed to look like um right what you know not even yeah and I think judging or being like this is a bad this is you eat bad food or whatever I think it's just like I don't think people even really know that you choose what you put in your body for how it makes your body feel right not what while you're doing it and it's like I can yeah. say like I was a smoker forever and it, mm -hmm. it didn't, it was just like, ah, this one's not going to do anything. Ah, this right. one's not going to, yeah, ah. yeah. you know, it's like a cumulative thing. I'll worry about it later, but it's like sure. at a certain point, even though I loved it, it was like, I realized that it's like, this isn't helping, this is hurting and like reframing well, exactly. it that way. And, and realizing that I had, I smoked to avoid a feeling like I just, if I started to have a feeling, it wasn't conscious, but it was right. like, I realized it looking back, but it was like, I would start to have a feeling and be like, I'm going to go away from this for a minute. And it, so like to right. take away that option to, and realize like, oh, I have to sit have to through deal. this discomfort or whatever. It was like, whoa, I totally get how people can do anything. And particularly with food yeah. that's so easy. It's so the, um, it's comforting. The high from it is so quick. Yes. It's so immediate. It's, it's like immediate. It's yeah. immediate. And it's it is how we're taught to comfort ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just I think it's really cool that yeah, I think people learning, it's like I just can't believe that's not part of our medical system and it's not part of our school system. Cause like 
yeah, it's just like if you go to the hospital even and you're in the hospital, they don't give you good food for you. It's not I healthy. I worked at food. a hospital and it yeah. drove me completely insane. And I and what's interesting is like the chef that I I, I worked in the food department. I worked oh, wow. like, as like a manager in the in the office, just like helping with administrative stuff. But like yeah. I would talk to the the chef a, a lot. And he was like, I he was so disillusioned because he was like, I came to this hospital thinking he had always worked at like cool restaurants his whole life. And he was yeah. like, I'm gonna come and like be able to affect change, right? Like in this hospital, I'm gonna be able to offer people like healing food. No, man, like the hospitals have a quota of like how much money per plate they can spend yeah. per patient. Yeah. And it was like, dude, we could have a whole conversation about that, but it, it was just so frustrating for him. And for me being like, a like I was, you know, studying nutrition at the time I was yeah. working there. I was like, Oh, what a great opportunity. Cause I can see like registered dietitian nutritionists who like work at the hospital and like help patients. And they were just as frustrated. Like you, you know, the system is very complex and it's very big and it, you can't be the, he tried to be like the guy who was going to change it. He's like, I'm going to like change this place and make it different. And finally he was like, I understand. I have to give them powdered, powdered freaking like mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like what? (laughs) Totally. I mean, I think that's to heal. Yeah. I think you're, what you're doing is, is what's going to help that. Cause I think the, I, I know it is because <laughs> the, the perception, like the only way to make change is to change the perception of what health is and health yes. isn't being skinny or no. being like, whatever it's feeling good, whatever that is to you, it's feeling good. Yes. And like, I think people don't, um, even know what feeling good is. And it's, we're it's not so- allowed to feel that's why yeah. we're taught not to feel. And yeah, I think, yeah, that's so accurate. Is just giving you to allow people to like have the tools yeah. right, to deal with and to, to recognize like I am choosing to smoke a cigarette when I feel awkward or I'm choosing to like drink because I have social anxiety or I'm choosing not to eat because I feel out of control or whatever it is. And there's no judgment on any of that. We all have coping mechanisms. So we weren't taught how to manage our feelings. So it's not about the alcohol necessarily. It's not about the food or whatever. It's oftentimes about the feeling that's underneath it, which is exactly what you're saying, which I think is so poignant because it's like going to the root of the issue. And like you're saying, tying it all back in this country, like, and I, again, I've never lived in another country, so I don't know how it is, you know, (laughs) elsewhere, but I know from my own experience here that like, yeah, I had my freaking side sliced open when I was 16 years old. I was in a bed for three months, like alone with my thoughts, couldn't move. Like it was so incredibly traumatic and strange. And then I like just bounced back. But like, there was a lot of, I was also 16 and like my uncle died and my dad lost his job and like all this crazy teenage stuff happened. Yeah. And it made perfect sense because I didn't go to therapy. I didn't have tools. It's no one's fault. You know what I mean? It was also like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, so long ago. And so (laughs) like, it was, it's not, it doesn't, it's not like a surprise to me if I think about it that way, yeah, that I had this reaction to try to fix it myself, to try to get a handle on the feelings that I probably couldn't even communicate what they were. Right. Well, yeah, there again, there, I, I don't think is an awareness that, um, like, let's say if a cop or I don't know why I said, if a human gets shot, yes. um, they're going to help them with physical therapy and everything else. Yeah. And actually a cop, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, say that is a fair. cop. Cause that's, there was a reason why is that yeah. they don't cop get shot to my knowledge from television yeah. <laughs> that they, <laughs> they the get TV. shot, they go to physical therapy, all that stuff. And then they are forced to go to therapy. I think maybe that's just TV, wow. but in my mind, that's Wait, but that is smart because yeah. you got shot and, and that's exactly it. I think that like, this is my, this is my dream because there's so much wrong. Right. And we could talk forever on everything that's wrong because it's so depressing and awful, (laughs) but so is everything. But like, I think that the, the point is that like, we 
can take note of all these things that are like so apparent to us of like, why wouldn't you address? But that's where hopefully like for my approach is my own self trying to be like, okay, it's not just about what wellness. It's not just about moving your body. It's not about the food you eat. It's about, it's not even just about going to therapy. It's like having like a holistic approach to life where it's like you're, you are able to be seen as a whole human with a brain and a heart and, and a physical, you know, vessel and all these things that need care and all that stuff like costs money. It costs money to go to therapy. It costs money to like buy healthy food and all this stuff. But like, there are ways for folks to access versions of those things that are affordable, that are attainable. And my goal is to try to like, try to make taking care of yourself your mind, your body, your heart, whatever, uh, like accessible to whomever wants that experience, you know, because I don't think there should be a a barrier. And there is a lot of the time there is, and it's not fair. (laughs) Totally. It's not fair. But I think um, at the core of it also is that being a healthy you is, is, is free um, unless you have an illness or are sick. It's like your healthy you is like you feeling strong and independent of all of those other things. And like, even, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's all these things we're thought or taught we're thought to do. You know, there's all these things we're taught to like, I have to look this way. I have to do this thing. I have to buy this shit, like all of these things. And it's like, I think it's because this idea, I think we talked about this idea of there's something outside of you that's going to make you better. And it's like being you fully is the best you can be. And all of this other stuff is outside you. And regardless of, you know, obviously we have a billion privileges, you know, and everything else, but like the idea that I think like holistics and everything I think people learning that they have power and it's not outside of them um I think is like the start you know is 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 it isn't like organic food or whatever it's like just stretching in the morning and you know like all of these things that are probably I sound so stupid you don't Um, no no it's about (laughs) it's about offering because that's but that's exactly it is I want to offer education yeah I want to be, I want to give people the tools to help themselves. Cause once you acquire those tools, you, it, they belong to you. And those yeah. are tools you can share with your family. You can share with your friends. You can share with your community. Yeah. Yeah. And like you being your best self and feeling good and being able to sit with uncomfortable feelings and work through them that yeah. gives other people around you like permission and confidence to be able to also do that. Yeah, totally. And, and just, Totally. And, and being in charge of it. Cause it's like, once you go in the world or especially in the medical system, you're just like a pawn piece to this corporate bullshit, but it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, is I, I was one of those people at that time that was like, she's not good at school. She has ADD, give her speed. And it was just like, right. the like, last guys? thing I needed was guys. like, yeah, exactly. yeah, to be put on like speed at like 14 and then Jesus. on sleeping pills and all. And I, I understand it, but the thing I wasn't told and the thing that the doctors didn't know is like, this person's having an emotional situation. Yes. This needs to be dealt with. Like telling this person that, um, medication I mean I'm on medicine now and it saved my life and I'm so happy but absolutely back then like I just have to say that like it I didn't just get magically good because of medicine it was like I am a person with mental health problems that needed needs therapy or needs at least to acknowledge those problems and work through them and like I you know for me it's like I need to like journal or else or whatever it is. It's just yeah, like, you need to get it out of there. Yeah. But just depending yourself. on yeah. medicine and, and knowing that I'm lucky that I even got to like mental health is not something easy to 
get help for it. Mm -hmm. Like I have tried many times and it's like, it is horrible, but the idea (laughs) that I would just like to share is like, you know, is that, um, medicine like just one side of any and I think that's what you're saying is holistic and total health is that you can't just be like you don't have to change any of your patterns or behaviors or your drug use or your eating or your exercise or your sleep or what you do or your schedule like I'm just gonna give you some speed I'm just gonna give you some like Prozac and, and, you know, and I was just like, this isn't working. And it was it like, doesn't go okay, away. let's try Zoloft. This Jesus. isn't working. Let's try Pax. Like I tried all of these things. And it was like, had anyone been like, are you, are you doing okay? any, or just like, are you doing anything different aside from just like, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I, it's just, I think it's like, and it makes me sad. Cause I think also a lot of people sorry, just another mm. completely different thought is, yes, I think it. a lot of people do want to feel better. I yeah. think a lot of people do like, want, like, want to be like lighter in life. And, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it seems so, it seems like there's a, all these weird diets that people like love to try. And I think it's because people want to just do one thing really quick get it over with, like not have to do it. But I think people realize like a little bit of everything would probably be so much easier than like, you know, I, I don't know. That's, oh, 100%. I just... No, diets <laughs> are literally not good. <laughs> They're scientifically proven to not work like for so many reasons. And it's such a whole thing. But when I, I read that, I read a book called Anti-Diet. Uh, it's about like intuitive eating. Um, it's by Christy Harrison. I actually did improv with her in New York city. Like she's so cool. She's, uh, from Portland, but she, uh, went to, she, she similarly like had an eating disorder and then was, you know, found help for that. And then was like, Oh, I want to pursue this field. Um, and went to NYU if public health and all this stuff, but like, it's just, or I was reading her book and she was basically just like dismantling diet culture, which is what it is, where there's like, they're basically selling people these diets and the idea of what the perfect body and the perfect approach to wellness and the perfect, perfect everything is. It's all fake and, and it's harmful to folks because like, well, there's so many reasons it is, but I, my mind was blown. <laughs> I yeah. was like, hold on. It's not, it's not possible for these diets to even work. Like biologically like long term like the the success rates are like insanely low because it's your body isn't designed to program that way like but the fact that they were selling it anyway forever hi Tommy oh (laughs) hi dog uh yeah it's just like it's upset it's very upsetting yeah but it's also again like I'm hopeful with all of this nonsense I mean the diet culture thing I don't know because people really love not people but the machine really loves to sell that, but I'm hoping I'm praying that in the future, like we move away from just like giving people pills for everything. And like, I know that when we were kids, it just like, you didn't talk about mental health. There's issues that I have now where I'm like, I was like diagnosed with like, like anxiety at like 36. I was like, Oh, oh, (laughs) what? Are you serious? That explains everything. I just, but it's just like insane that that didn't. I just thought I was like extraordinarily particular and sort of bitchy (laughs) all the time, and like had to have things be a certain way. But it's like, no, you literally. Well, that all relates too, right? Yeah, is like a control issue. I think that's something when we don't feel safe. That's a real big one. Is like. And yeah, probably when you had to have surgery and everything, you probably didn't feel safe, probably felt like a lack of control. Mm -hmm. You didn't know if you were going to walk or do anything. Be able to like, like be a teenager ever again. Yeah. Yeah. And just choosing control. Like, I think people don't really realize how much. Tommy, this isn't, this isn't, pardon me. No, dogs welcome. Go in the bed. Sorry. Go in the bed. Please. Oh, man. She's just. She just wanted to say what's up. 
I appreciate yeah. that. I hope she does something completely normal, like go lie down. Please go oh, lie nice. down. Sorry. <sighs> um, <laughs> she's a she's a silly lady. Um, I'm just like, oh, does she have to? Do I have to do some? You know, oh, that's yeah. normal. But oh yeah. Oh. it's like she that's... sleeps all day and i'm only doing something like of away course. from her for one hour and i was like Can she you needs you just now. go back to sleep it's like not that hard now she's staring at herself in the mirror i love that <laughs> i think that's the move oh you go, girl. uh sorry <laughs> i've never had a mirror before in the room and like now she's just like waits for something to move in it it's so oh weird God. um even no. if it's her like she's just like <laughs> I think dogs have like an existential crisis when they see themselves in the mirror for the first time and what is it with people I don't know if you do this but like the first time my dog saw himself in the mirror he he was so upset he was like barking at himself he was like I'm like dude that's literally you like you have to and then later he would calm down but I'd hold him up and like make him look at himself in the mirror and go that's you like why do we do that do you know what I mean I don't know I definitely (laughs) she doesn't seem to like recognize she has pretty bad vision, so that might be it. But Aww. she doesn't seem to recognize the idea that she is a body. So I think it's right. like she can't even process. Bless. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like cause I'll pick, yeah, I'll pick her up too and be like, see, you know me, and uh-huh. I'm holding something. What could it be? <laughs> yeah. And I'm touching you. Like, what do you think that is? And she just like won't look at herself. She'll just turn. But now that I've had this mirror in here for like a month, that's like at her on like a ground you know like a mirror I don't know I've never had one before so it's like it's great she's just like she usually will if she wants me to know something she'll sit in front of a door like this Mm -hmm. um but now that she does that in the mirror and it's I think she doesn't even know that it's just like so weird (laughs) like mom 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 yeah sorry dog in Uh, here (laughs) well getting back to that I guess I I don't know if this is um you can opt out of answering this but I guess uh because because like it's so hard because we don't know what we're supposed to do I feel like um and I talked about this with you is that when I got sick last year I was just like eliminated every possible thing you know whatever and then but it became this like completely crazy not sorry to say crazy but this real obsession like obsession obsession complete obsession that everything I consumed or saw, heard everything was affecting my health. And I was like a creep, like, sorry, but yeah, I went yeah, crazy. It, you felt crazy at least. No, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, I think that that's too far. How it's like when you're just slamming back food, that's one extreme. And then this was yeah. like, nothing could pass thy mouth or eyes or ears without it being like a perfectly curated like knowing every single reason why I was doing it and it being Mm -hmm. in like, you know, and so I wonder, I guess I had never been on that side of it really before. Um, and, or just seen like what it's like to pay attention to what I eat, honestly, which I guess is weird, but like, how did you know that you had like an eating disorder? Is that okay to ask? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. So it's really the, the interesting thing is that I did for like a long time. Like I had like a hardcore, like basically it developed after my surgery. Cause I came out of the hospital. Like, I think I was like 120 pounds when I went in and came out like 80 pounds. Wow. Poor baby. I know big difference. Huge. And I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking Italian. I'm like little, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just small (laughs) of stature and like I'm Sicilian. So I'm like very, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it was very, very noticeable. And like, and I, you're going to uh, be one of those old ladies. I am. I'm That's literally so going to be an old cute. Sicilian woman. It's great. That's so cool. I, Congratulations. Thank you. That's really so cool. Future. But yeah, like I basically, it kind of developed after that because I think I didn't know it wasn't an instinctive decision, of course, because right. I wasn't even conscious of it, but I think I got I was at a really competitive high school. I grew up in San Jose, California, and it was like super chill. And I was always like the smartest. And like, 
I just say that it, well, in that I, I got straight A's, but like in middle school, do you know what I mean? Like no, no that's offense so to me, cool. but my math teacher would like, let us take tests over. So until we got good grades, so, cause they wanted to uh, uh, like foster a sense of yeah. like, us feeling intelligent and stuff. And so I got to high school and it was not like that. It was like a feeder school. We moved to like the East Bay, uh, like of San Francisco. And like, it was like a feeder school into like Ivy leagues. So like, it was no longer like be your best self. Everyone's smart. It was like, yeah. Like basically like people were going to like all of the, like, it was basically like a school where you, everyone was going someplace really impressive for high, for college so there yeah. was no like everyone's smart it was like you're smart you're not smart you're yeah smart. yeah yeah right it's so hard people. it's good yeah. for people it was bad for me though because then I was like oh I'm not smart no, I'm anymore just kidding. that's not good yeah it's people. insane yeah and like I'm a musician I'm a singer that had always been my thing and music like did not matter there it was like it was like academics and sports and I was oh, like yeah. cool I'll see you guys never because I suck and I shouldn't be here like it was such a sad I didn't really think that at first, but then, uh, you know, I started, I moved there when I was a freshman in high school. I didn't know these people had known each other since like they were toddlers yeah. and I was such an outlier, like outsider, like it was just really tough. It was tough. I like punk rock, you know, bless me. And like everybody else was like wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and like J crew sandals. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, yeah. Why? Well, yeah. that was also an interesting time to be a teenager. Like really, yes. really think oh my gosh think about that like the yeah. early like late night like latish late 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 90s early 2000s there was like an obsession with like uber thinness yeah think about that that was like kate Moss and it was heyday also, and like yeah it was before i mean so much has happened in the last 20 years to like yeah. um even though it's not obviously it's not the anywhere near where it should be but like yeah. identity sexuality gen- oh all of that God. stuff like 20 years ago was not Dude, it was like didn't don't exist speak. yeah if you are not exactly like everybody else like don't talk and I was yeah. just so different like yeah. I was so different <laughs> I obviously didn't belong there and so I think what happened was I got really really skinny and I was finally like the best at something which makes me so sad to even say that but I started getting attention I had yeah. never had attention from boys. I never was popular and I didn't give a shit about that stuff because I liked punk rock. I was so cool, you know, and it was so cool. I was so cool. And I didn't even know it. (laughs) I was such a cool kid. I think I found my way back. You know, I think I found my way back to how I was when I was like 12 and I was like so cool when I was 12 because I didn't give a shit. I just like I liked myself, you know? Yeah. And then I started to get concerned about what other people thought. And so whatever, I got real skinny. And I think although I didn't ever say this out loud or whatever. I think I made a quiet decision to stay that way. Yeah. So I became very conscious, very conscious of what I ate and what you're kind of describing sounds about right. Where I was like, nothing could pass this gate (laughs) unless it was perfect. And what's weird though, is wasn't like, I just had, I don't know. You just, everything revolved around eating or not eating. And I never stopped eating but it was very, what they call restrictive. It's like a, in anorexia, it's like, they call it like restrictive eating where you eat, but you're just like in like kind of insane about what it is, yeah. the quantity, the timing it's, and it sucks because everything revolves around that. So you don't have like energy to like do other stuff really. Yeah. Well, I and think it, yeah. it's like completely similar. It's consuming. Yeah. It's completely, I wonder it's completely similar to like a drug addiction, which is what I did in- yeah. <laughs> instead of that. Yeah. And I do remember like, I didn't change my diet, but I, everyone was like, you look so good when I was like on a right. bender. You get all these compliments. Like, yeah. I was like, like, I'm uh, so sick. Like, how'd you. you do that? And I was like, speed. <laughs> Actually, thank you for asking. It's drugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, just oh, I tell just them. only and, eat yogurt. So <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's so depressing. And yeah. that was the thing too, is that like, it wasn't a conscious decision, but I like started, this is how retrospectively, I know I was really sick because I was going to the gym, like running on a treadmill, which you couldn't, I wouldn't be caught dead running on. I hate running. It hurts my knees and my back. Like, why would I do that? But I was just like, okay, it was, it was the thing where I was like paying attention to calories. That was important. And the thing, but I still didn't know. That's how it's so sad. That's what I'm wondering is like, it was three and a half year hardcore this me being like skeletal and poor everyone my poor my family poor my friends they all knew and they were trying to help me but I couldn't see it 
Right. But I, think- I was like, I'm being so healthy. That was what wow. I Wow. So that's that okay. That's I really interesting. So healthy. I'm so and that's healthy. what's so dangerous about right. this whole wellness movement and diet culture. And I mean, diets are like, everyone knows, like, oh, that's a diet. Someone's on a diet, but then the whole, Ooh, only eat raw foods. Oh, like wellness approach, green smoothies, whatever. That's cool. Raw foods are cool. Green smoothies are delicious, but like <laughs> it can be a slippery slope. And, and you know what? Like a lot of folks would see that and be like, oh, cool. I'll have a green smoothie, but they're not going to like take it to the end. Someone with tendencies and they're actually doing research now. And this is like, if I go to graduate school, yeah. I want this to be my thesis okay. is that they're doing research now that anorexia specifically, not bulimia, uh, but anorexia specifically is genetic. Wow. But there's literally like, if you have anorexia, you are 11 fold more likely to have a family member who does. Wow. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. And so and there's sense. a sense, right? It it's does. the exact same thing as addiction. I think yes. something that I guess when I asked, how did you know? I think it's just for anyone else. I think mm-hmm. how you know something has crossed over is when your whole day is planned around it. Cause that's yes. what drugs were. Is like, yeah, oh my God. It's just like I couldn't figure out how to live. So I think I grabbed on to an addiction because it it helped gives me you structure plan my yeah is that weird plan yeah because it and because you don't have control you know and so I think but you're like I'm so good and it's also like I'm so good at this I was so good at it because I was like so effective. that's true I forgot about that I forgot about that aspect of being like proud for being really good at isn't that weird drugs. you're like I'm awesome at this yeah. <laughs> I was like wow cool. that's um, so interesting so yeah. what what do you think do you feel like you have a healthy handle on it now? Well, what's interesting is like, so eventually I did kind of after three and a half years, I sort of hit like my own. Fortunately, I never had to be hospitalized or, or sent to like away, you know, to handle it, which I'm really grateful for. Uh, but I, I realized I was like, I am miserable. I have no energy. I don't look good. That's the thing. I was so thin, but I still hated myself, you know, right. which I was like, oh, that's, that's not good. And that's, and then it, so I, I don't know what, there was a moment where I looked at myself in the mirror. I remember it so specifically. I was at the gym, like, ew, but like, <laughs> I mean, no offense. The gym's like a great place to be if, if it's like you're approached in a healthy, like positive yeah. way. But like, I was like, yikes. Okay, fine. I need help. That sucks. <laughs> but then I got it. And I was so, so fortunate to have like a team like like we're talking about because I mean, because eating disorders are so I wouldn't say they're as like prevalent, at, you know, like statistically, there's not like huge, huge percentages of them, but it's been around for a long ass time. So they know Wait, I'm sorry. I don't know why I just <laughs> I spaced out. Did you say eating disorders aren't prevalent? They Eating disorders, statistically, if you're looking at the things that kill people, right? Like heart disease is like crazy a lot. Eating disorders, while they're absolutely prevalent, there's just not, nobody fucking talks about it. Right. But they are the biggest cause of death from mental illness, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just the percentages are like, if we're looking at the things in general. I remember that from the hospital. They're like, duh. This is the deadliest mental illness. Well, like, and that's what's awful is that I like, don't think that I'm is. sorry that I'm laughing, but no, it's they used funny to because, fight like what was like the most dangerous. Oh, my God. You're like, my thing's worse than yours. Like they're like, no, no, I yeah. could stop. And that's what's that's what makes me so sad is that like, thank God. Thank God. I never got to that point because I could have I was literally killing myself and I didn't realize it. Yeah, no. And that's what's not, so I'm it's, sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. It's like. I go through, I oscillate between being like, so sad that that happened. And then also so and not even that that happened. So because where I'm going with this is that like, I fortunately, it was a big enough deal that they knew when I finally like requested assistance, they gave me a team, they yeah, gave me talk a, about a, that right? a general practitioner, yeah. a therapist, and a, a registered dietitian nutritionist. And that's what yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that no one's okay. Like that that team of three, they knew well enough to know. And that's why I think instinctively I've approached 
all these different, I also wanted to become a therapist for a while too. Like, duh, because it's all those things. It's your physical health. It's your mental health. And it's the learning how to eat again, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like that was 20 years ago. Right. And I was like, oh, so basically in approaching this degree that I started two years ago, I was like, okay, you know, that was a really big deal in my life. I'm so glad 20 years ago, I got the help I needed. And now I want to help other people and all this stuff. Then I started, it was during the pandemic, you know, super triggery time for literally everyone. But as I'm, this is what's, it's again, so sad, but it's like, also like I was laughing. I was like, God damn it. Like, why is this happening that I'm reading? I'm like, you know, one of my classes was called like nutrition and the life cycle. So we're reading about like all the different nutrition related milestones, like in your life Whoa, is the best way I can say, it, which is nuts. Like, like when you're born, like how you learn to eat and like uh, toddlers, like learn to eat. And then like, you know, when you're all preg- about babies. it's nuts. Okay. Oh, babies. That's like, like a whole nother thing. Like, and yeah. like, they just like, yeah, like how you teach a child to eat that we could talk about that for an hour. Cause that yeah. children instinctively eat what they want and what's good for them. And it's later that they start to eat for emotional or social reasons, which is what carries over to. Yeah. That's why I want to work in education because I want to remind kids to listen to themselves because if that's, you know, whatever, but well, uh, and kids are all kids are told is, is like that, how they're eating, what they're eating is wrong. That's all they, I ever, in every restaurant, it's like, eat your yeah, yeah, like your plate, and they're like, blah, yeah, blah, just blah. every single message. I, you, I know you. Know, I, there's no good stuff there. I think no, it's nuts. It's you have to learn it within. Again, I think yes. you're doing the most amazing thing. I think Thank it's you. so cool. I can't wait to um learn more on your path. So wait, sorry, but you yes. were saying on the oh, yeah the life cycle what happens yeah, the life next? Cycle thing so what happens next is when you get to the um adolescence part they start to talk about puberty and they start to talk about how like women's bodies change like men you know boys at that age just like you know lose a bunch of weight get lean muscle eat whatever they want grow real tall and girls start to get curvy and uh their bodies are shifting in a way that like can be very uh, upsetting because you feel yeah. right. And you, no one knows why. And I was reading that. I was like, are you fucking serious? That's why that happens. Because basically your body is changing and be preparing for womanhood to eventually yeah. like birth a child. Yeah. If, or you know, not. Or not. But thing. that's biologically is like <laughs> yeah. what's happening. Right. No, I like, know there's but- it's nuts. And the so the speed at which it happens is is like so I, fast and so abrupt. Yeah, I bet you'll find like one out of every thousand girls that are like, yeah, it happened exactly the way I had hoped. <laughs> like, I I feel wonderful all the yeah, time. That was yeah. I felt good. I was happy, confident, uh-huh. and every day was just reassuring. <laughs> it was just a dream. Well, yeah. that's exactly enter eating disorders. Like that's yeah. when it happens. Like. And so I'm reading about this and reading and getting really sad and being like, you poor angel. Like, that was so sad that you did that all back then, all this stuff I'm reading and reading. And then I'm like reading about, oh, it's not funny, but I'm laughing at myself because I'm like reading about all the symptoms again, all this stuff. And I'm like, hold on. I'm still doing that. I was like, fuck, I still have an eating disorder after 20 years. I was like, are you freaking, I like started laughing and then crying, but then laughing. And then I called literally that same dietitian. Uh, who I worked with when I was 19, I was like, hey, so <laughs> because she had agreed, I had told her I wanted to study nutrition and yeah. she was so cool. She was like, I'll mentor you, like all this stuff. And so we had been talking, you know, we'd been in contact and I was like, so I actually am like calling myself out. I just sort of realized what from studying nutrition, which actually triggered a lot of stuff because I started learning about like how to do equations about like caloric intake and like percentages of fat. And I started to like accidentally use it against myself Yeah, and becoming really like, right. Because I was, I was like learning so much like about like saturated fats and like all this stuff that I think that's similar to uh, like AA or something. I mean, hmm, in a way where like there's a point when you need to talk about it and 
be in that yeah. world of it and be you know and I think it's dangerous though to it's a slippery slope yeah and well, it's it was like, for you, me at least yeah yeah totally but but yeah I, but then I just basically was like yikes like <laughs> I think I yeah I'm still and it was nuts though because then again it was so it was so obvious and I was able like the anxiety thing like oh Oh, of course. And I just don't know why. And it's not like everything needs to be diagnosed and all this stuff, but like it kind of is extremely helpful for there to be reason behind why things are so hard and like you're choosing specific behaviors. And yeah, and it's like, I think it's so even me like saying like, oh, the percentage of like eating disorders is like, it's not even that prevalent. Like, of course it is. Of course it is. But that's like something that I've even been taught. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. Like heart disease and obesity is worse. Like, cause that's what they're teaching me in school. And I'm like, there's a large enough population for me to serve of teenage girls and boys and people in their thirties and their sixties who have had disordered eating patterns their whole life, you know? Totally. I mean, I think that that's because it's much easier to, um, cure in quotes, mm-hmm. um, health problems versus mental problems. Cause yes. talking about all this, it's just like, I feel like, and we're just talking about how it feels to grow up being, um, like, having our gender secure you know what I mean this is like not to say about so many other people that yes are dealing with that issue too which Mm -hmm. on that like spectrum of just being like not or just anyone that doesn't feel comfortable in their body which is most people I think yeah you know and uh girls and boys and everybody like everyone feels like I mean, not everyone. That's not my place. But like, <laughs> I feel there's, like well, we it, have conflict. I would say with our yeah, vessel. Well, it's so <laughs> confusing, and I think it's that there isn't like m- like an emphasis on teaching and mental health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's it, there's an emphasis on the end result. Like, I'm gonna be a beautiful thin woman. Mm-hmm. not like or like this is what you're supposed to look like not like hey it sucks getting there just like how pregnant people or moms as they're called they're like now they're all starting to talk for the first time like this is crazy this sucks i hated it and it's yes. like no one ever no talked, one talked about, that, about before. that before no yeah. i just it's it's literally like mind-blowing to me and i always suspected that it was terrible <laughs> you know what i mean i was like because i i studied prenatal yoga and I, I'm a certified like prenatal yoga teacher or whatever. Yeah. And we were learning about it. And I remember being like, are you kidding me? This is yeah. how it is. Nobody talks about it. They're squashing all your organs. I don't think I would like that very much. No, that doesn't sound fun. Um, but like, that's just something women are like kind of expected to do. And like, yeah. it's fine. And you're like, God, you're such a warrior princess, like a job. But it's like, also like, are you okay? Yeah. Because you have the baby. And then again, nobody's dealing with the fact that like you just had a, like a traumatic event yeah to your body like yes it's beautiful and incredible no, and it's life it's but not, like still then they, you have to take care of the baby and nobody for, takes yeah, care of you the first time in your life you have a major injury and no time to recover absolutely and not you're and never again never <laughs> again <laughs> nope and then you just don't sleep ever again but like no I mean you get some sleep later yeah no told, it's I mean no, everyone deserves more love and compassion yeah. and uh, like tools and like, yeah, totally. And like tools. care and like someone asking like, Hey, this thing just happened. How are you? Yeah. What's up? What do you need? Instead of being like, Oh my God, good job. You're amazing. Like yeah, that's nice. Just, but yeah. also then they have to be like, thank you. I feel yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. like, actually- well, understanding that one that, yeah, people, it's not just your body. It's your mind too. It's all um, of it. Well, I'm glad. Um, I'm so proud of you. I think it's so cool what you're doing. Mm. I think, um, I think also just one other thing is like the last two years have been so crazy. I feel like anyone, I think a lot of times eating disorders and drug things are due to lack of control and finding control where we can. I think it's totally normal obviously right now for people to go back to things that they did before to feel like 
they have some control, especially in the world when it does not, when we do not have any control. No, honestly, I no. was going to say when it doesn't feel like we have, it's like no, we, we don't just, have we any don't. control. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we don't. And before, but we never did anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, before you're younger, it's different. Like yeah. you don't realize that it seems like the goal is to prove you're in control or something. Yes. But like yeah. now the point is, is to accept the amount and lack of control and, and not to take it out on yourself to be compassionate and like yes. be nice to yourself. And I think it's so cool that you're perpetuating that in your life and That's playing great. music and making yeah. bracelets. Um, <laughs> is there any last things you want to tell the, the podcast people? Well, I do want to say based quickly on what you just said, that if you, if you have experienced like in, in all any year realm, any like relapsey stuff, you know, because that's what it is. You know, if you're in recovery for anything and then there's triggering events like the pandemic or whatever, and you get you find yourself relapsing, like definitely ask for help, you know, go find it and try not to be embarrassed. I was really embarrassed so embarrassed because oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm such a, I'm a grown ass woman. I already was, this was already fixed quote unquote, but it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing that is, um, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. It's mm-hmm. just like, these are all coping mechanisms that we, they're like crutches that yeah. sometimes like you can be doing so great. And then something like this will happen and you may relapse because it's just, it's almost comfy. Yeah. Right. It's comfy. So I just want you to say, like, if that has happened to you, like, please don't feel bad about yourself or like be embarrassed, like just like find the courage to like seek whatever help or support you might need so that you get the gift of uh, feeling good and taking care of yourself in a meaningful way, which is like the whole reason. Right. We're talking because like that's all this is, is like we all unfortunately weren't taught how to manage our feelings and we're bombarded by them all the time. (laughs) So now we have the choice to acknowledge like, okay, I'm doing this thing, but it's not about the thing. What's underneath that. How do I feel? You know? So yeah, I appreciate you for being so um, interested and open too about talking about this stuff because it's, it's like, um, it's often very private. Right. But I think it's really cool to have the courage to just be like, no, actually a lot of us are managing a lot of different things. Yeah. And it makes, I don't know. It makes me feel less like alone and weird. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I thank you so much for being totally. open to sharing. Cause I think that's the biggest problem I had growing up was that I didn't know you were allowed to have feelings and I didn't know you were allowed to talk about the stuff. I thought the Same. goal was to keep everything a secret <laughs> and like yeah, that felt saw, so good yeah <laughs> yeah and if you saw something wrong with yourself you just hide it just and lie talk about it yeah <laughs> and then, just like push it down as far as it'll go yeah yeah no, I, don't, I, just, same. I don't I, want anyone no. I don't want kids at all not the kids that are listening to this but I don't want it could be no I, you're no they're not all allowed. the generations love you um Bonnie. but uh <laughs> they're I just don't want anyone to feel that they're alone in something that no one else has experienced something and that they're not normal because it's like we all, and the only thing I can do is like talk, you know, like what else am I, what are we talking about? Yeah. I don't know. For some reason I feel compelled to, um, just, just, yeah, I don't want anyone to feel the way I felt in high school. <laughs> like, no, me um, neither, man. And Let's I think like, people knowing yeah. that we felt the like knowing more people that felt that way. Yeah, um, I think is is all we can do, or is part of what we can do. You're yeah. doing way more. No, you're doing stuff too. Listen, you're you're giving <laughs> space to people who need it to talk about all this good stuff. And yeah, we all help in our own way. That's all. And yeah. I'm just giving what I can because it makes me feel good too that's yeah. the other part I get something out of it because oh, yeah. it makes me feel like helpful yeah but um yeah thank you so much for having me Bonnie yeah. oh yeah and yeah yeah no that's all I just yeah. where can we find you <laughs> oh man so you can find me on the internet <laughs> like everyone else but uh you can find my band yeah. uh at late slip uh like you're late for class classic uh and yeah um yeah I just late slip everywhere basically but also um you know I have a personal Instagram if you want to like learn about my dogs you're welcome to 
<laughs> oh, okay. my name Chelsea Nenny. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yes. cool. Yeah, there's like a lot, a lot of dog features because I have two dogs and I'm obsessed with them. So there's nothing more important. <laughs> they than get a dogs. lot of screen time. I know, I know. I really feel like <laughs> sorry the three of them. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. She's like, talk about me already. It's been a half hour. <laughs> yeah, she fell asleep. But um, well, thank you so much for coming. I love you, and I hope I, I get to hang out with you soon. Yeah, let's be cosmically connected in Los Angeles again soon. <laughs> For sure. Bye. Bye.